Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Backheeled Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on today's episode, we are diving into big news coming out of the NWSL. We're going to talk about a new record-breaking contract for a US WNT player. We're going to talk about some big trades, some big free agency moves, and a bit about the recent NWSL draft. So plenty of NWSL talk coming up on this show, and it'll all happen in 10 minutes or less, because here at Backheeled, we believe that just because soccer games are 90 minutes long doesn't mean that soccer podcasts have to be. So without any further ado, let's get to it and talk NWSL. All right, folks, I teased it in the intro. There is a new record-breaking contract in the NWSL, and it belongs to the U.S. women's national team's very own Mallory Swanson, when she's healthy, and she was not, unfortunately, for most of last season, after a knee issue with the USWNT that she suffered in April, when she's healthy, Mallory Swanson is one of the top two players in the NWSL, along with Sophia Smith, and she is now being compensated as such. This came out on Tuesday, January 16th, the morning that I'm recording this very episode, that Mallory Swanson had signed a reported $2 million deal across four seasons with the Chicago Red Stars. That breaks out to, you can do the math, a lot of money. There's a fifth-year option on this deal as well. Swanson is now the NWSL's highest-paid player. That deal that she signed with the Red Stars surpasses what the Houston Dash paid for Mexican international winger Maria Sanchez earlier this offseason. Trinity Rodman also had a very lucrative deal and was towards the top of this lift for the deal that she signed with the Spirit in 2022. Now, the NWSL raised the salary cap for each team in the league. There's some other allocation money that's going to come out of the NWSL that's going to sort of bring some of those figures back down. But they increased the salary cap by 40%. This offseason is also coming off of a massive TV rights increase on the financial side for the NWSL across a whole host of partners that they're using for the 2024 season and a little bit beyond as well. This is a huge deal for Swanson. Obviously, is getting paid like the player that she is. It's good news for her. And it's it's really good news for the Chicago Red Stars, who have been in the midst of a rebuild this offseason after they were terrible, frankly, in 2023. And a lot of that was due to Swanson's injury. So some of their fate in 2024 rests on the health of their star player, who is now making more than anybody else in the NWSL. They've hired a new coach in Lorne Donaldson, someone who has connections to soccer in the United States, working in youth soccer in Colorado, has connections to several U.S. women's national team players, including Mallory Swanson. Donaldson hopefully will represent a change and sort of a systemic improvement for this Red Stars organization that is undergoing a whole bunch of change on the field. They also traded the Red Stars for Sam Stop, center back, iron woman in the NWSL, one of the best central defenders in the entire league. They snagged her from the Washington Spirit on draft day. They gave up their first round pick in the process. They went for the clear low risk option to help build what this club is going to be. And getting Staub into the team, even as they lose Casey Kruger to the Spirit as a free agent, getting Staub in is, is really big and getting Swanson locked down after she had entered free agency, is absolutely massive for this club. Credit to Chicago for getting this job done, for compensating Swanson, as she absolutely should be compensated in the NWSL, and credit to the organization for doing the things that they need to do to move this club forward to have a more successful 2024. Now, I mentioned the Washington spirit there. They have been very, very busy over the last week or so. 
The first kind of domino to drop for the Spirit was their new coaching hire. They had Mark Parsons in and out the door last season. They have now signed FC Barcelona women's coach Jonathan Geraldes, who will join after his duties over in Barcelona are over at the end of their season, the end of the Spanish League season, the end of the Champions League, that Barcelona have been extremely competitive and dominant in over the last couple of seasons. They're bringing in Geraldes to help take this team forward. It seems pretty clear that they want to be a more possession-based team. Now, how good Geraldes is at illustrating and teaching those principles to a new group of players that don't have the luxury of playing for the Spanish national team and don't have the luxury of playing together all the time and don't have the luxury of being some of the most technically gifted players in the entire world. Not that there aren't some of those in the Spirit squad, but maybe not universal in the way that it is for Barcelona relative to their competition. How well he adapts and helps his players, his new players, adapt mid-season to a new stylistic approach that's very different from the narrow, aggressive, vertical style that Mark Parsons used last year is a major question. And how the roster continues to take shape is a major question as well. I mentioned Staub going off to the Chicago Red Stars. Casey Kruger coming in. She can be a center back, an outside center back in a three, or a right back, and maybe even a right wing back in a four or a five. We don't know exactly how the Spirit plan to use her, but that is a good move to get her on board. But losing Sam Staub hurts. She is a great ball player and can add value on dead balls as well. And losing Ashley Sanchez hurts. Sanchez has not quite elevated herself to an elite player and a guaranteed national team starter. She is not that right now in this stage of her career, but she's also not a Washington Spirit player anymore. The Spirit traded her to the North Carolina Courage for a draft pick on draft night. So the Spirit now are without Sam Staub. They're without Ashley Sanchez. This is Trinity Rodman's team now, and maybe even more than that, this is Jonathan Heraldez's team now. We don't really know what the Spirit are going to look like we kind of doubt, those of us that watch this space pretty closely, that they're done when it comes to offseason moves. There have to be more dominoes that are still falling, but there's talent in this Washington team. How exactly that talent takes shape moving into next year is a big question. Now, looking at the courage, you've got Ashley Sanchez on the other end of that deal. They needed another attacker. It seems like there's more to come for the courage as well, but they very much needed another quality attacking type after Caroline went down towards the end of last year with a long-term injury. So they lose Caroline, Brazilian attacker, dynamic, can play wide, can play centrally. She is much more of a goal scorer than Ashley Sanchez is. Sanchez is more of a provider link kind of player, but the Courage just need more quality. And in Ashley Sanchez, they do get a little bit more quality for the 2024 season. We'll see what the Courage look like trending into next year as the season goes on. So it's been a busy offseason so far for the NWSL. Free agents and new record-breaking contracts flying all over the place. Gotham have, of course, snagged their four U.S. Women's National Team players and Crystal Dunn, Tierna Davidson, Rose Lavelle, and Emily Sonnet. Maria Sanchez, I mentioned that deal, broke the contract record. Mallory Swanson now breaks it again. The Spirit and the Courage are both doing things, as are the two expansion teams, Utah Royals and Bay FC, who both took players from the University of North Carolina in the top two spots in the NWSL draft that happened on Friday. It was a very heavy UNC draft on Friday, but the top two picks that I mentioned, Ali Sentner goes to Utah Royals, and Savvy King goes to Bay FC. Both of those squads, but especially Bay, have more work to do to get the numbers and the quality that they need to compete in the NWSL going forward, but the draft is obviously a very big weapon to use to build out that squad ahead of an expansion season. One other top pick in the draft that I am particularly excited about is Croy Bethune going to the Washington Spirit. She is sort of going to be the Ashley Sanchez replacement, this clever, crafty attacker. They're not like-for-like players, but you can see the spirit going out and saying, okay, we know we have a hole now in our attack. 
Let's go out and get one of the highest rated players in this draft from the University of Georgia who can help make us better, they believe, year over year over year as the club enters into, if not full rebuild mode, full reset mode ahead of what is shaping up to be a wild 2024. Plenty more action across the NWSL that we did not get to on today's show. There'll be more coverage of the NWSL over on Backyield.com. Plenty you can go read about right now and plenty more heading your way over the coming weeks as the season gets closer and closer and closer. For now, we will park this episode here. If you enjoyed, go ahead and check out Backheel.com, as I mentioned, and subscribe over there. For now, we'll talk to you again later this week.